Greetings, ladies and gents, and welcome to this daily science fiction extravaganza, commonly known as Tales, Tales from Outer from space. Out, space. Out, space. Taken from the subreddit HFY, all the relevant links will be down below. And, as always, I hope that you enjoy. And if you do, please consider supporting the channel. On to the science fiction. Story number one. Sugar, we're going down, sinning. Written by anti-money squandering. Darling, what's wrong? The devil stood panting in the doorway. He sweat sizzling as it hit the floor. He ducked into the room, still managing to snag one large horn. He swore furiously and inventively while his latest wife looked in worry. He barged past her, grabbing a bladed star from where it lay against the stone wall. He turned, as if to leave, real barrel chest heaving, and instead collapsed on the giant leather bed. We're fricked, that's what's wrong, Cleo. She looked at the open door and back, brow furrowed as she listened out for what could be troubling him. I don't understand. What happened? I can't hear anything. That's the problem, Cleo. You can't hear... Anything. Is that normal? Cleo frowned at her infernal husband, lips pursed in thought. After a minute had passed, the Prince of Darkness grew tired of waiting. No screams, no agonized cries or pleas, no torture, Cleo. Oh, she said and smiled with relief at no longer having to think. The devil stared at her for a moment, muttering under his breath before standing up on his hooves. He breathed deeply, a sputtering gout of fire leaving his lips as he tried to control himself. His eyes shot open wide, bright yellow orbs shot through the thick blood-red veins, and he glared at his wife. Cleo, remind me, what were you? Cleo stared at him for a few moments, blinking. Eventually she looked down at her body. Cloven hooves merged with subtle pink calves before being covered by a skin-tight black leather dress. She fluttered her bat-like wings nervously and tilted her head, accidentally clicking her curved horns against the nearby wall. She giggled, stopping as the devil's glare literally burned into the top of her head. Um, I don't remember. The devil roared, a cloud of smoke swarming with locusts emanating forth, before billowing out of the huge featured window. He strode over to it, his hooves leaving smoking imprints in the hardwood floor. He looked out the window and banged one huge claw fist against it, causing the spider web of cracks to form. You are human, Cleo, a freaking human. Oh, Cleo laughed, slapping herself on the forehead. Of course, such dits. The devil turned, his wings fanning out behind him. This is your fault, your hell's damned species. I have governed hell for millennia, gathering sinners from every race in the universe to serve out their eternal torment. I was torturing entire civilizations, entire worlds, before your pathetic species had even left the seas as half-formed mutants. Very good, dear, Cleo clapped, her hooves clicking lightly on the floor. He began to pace in front of the window, and now noise began to seep into the room, a rhythmic rumble interspersed with louder, sudden bangs. All was well in my kingdom. My demons lorded over the damned, and I ruled over them. It 
was perfect. With that last bellowed word, his horns ignited, sending two foot of flame cascading into the ceiling above. Then I came across a piece of crap mud ball in a boring basic galaxy. I came across humans, and boy, was I happy when I first found you. Everything I looked, I saw sin, sins of every kind, sins I hadn't had to introduce. I didn't even bother sending demon influences to the planet. Their job was already done. He stomped from the window as the noise grew louder, fevered shouts and chanting that steadily grew in volume. It seemed too good to be true. I hardly had to work with my halls filled with human souls. They flooded in by the thousands as more of you short-lived runts died every day. I had to create a new division just to keep up with the demand. Unseen, Cleo pushed her black hair behind her ears and slipped on a pair of airpods. She nodded to the beat of the music began to blast through them. Yes, see, you remember. Glorious days those were. Every demon had an abundance of human slaves to go along with the other species that we had collected. They had more, and they knew what to do with. They were singing my praises. Cleo mouthed along with the music as her husband slammed his staff into the ground, shattering the wood. But you didn't stop. Since that time when I found you, idiot monkey men who had just learned that fire was hot, you have swarmed my domain. I turned my attention away, and what do I find? Objects began to pout the window from the outside, and the devil flinched, before narrowing his eyes and bellowing in fury. You pathetic ape stage a hell's damned revolution. Billions of you, like flies, laying ruin to my kingdom, infecting the others with your nonsense, with weapons that's but fire, made with my own metals. The window suddenly erupted into a shower of glass as it exploded inwards. The devil's bulk shielded Cleo, and he bellowed as a sharp shards lacerated his hide. He turned his body, now entirely aflame, and leapt through the open window, screaming his challenge to the humans that battled below. Cleo turned off her music and brushed her hair back into place, examining the scuffed nail with distaste. Very good, dear. End of story. Story number two. The Other Place, written by three ducks in a man's suit. Jack Snowling was an all-right bloke. He had a decent job managing a sporting goods store and a couple minutes bicycle ride from his flat. He got along all right with his roommates, played Starcraft too, ate pizza with his mates on the weekends, and was an attentive lover to his girlfriend, Hannah. He had a dog named Amy, a border collie. He had paid to get trained professionally, who was, as he often bragged, scary smart. He went to the gym three times a week, fantasized about being a football star, and spent a lot of time defending his decision to not get a car. An all-right bloke, a standard bloke, one like a million, nothing special whatsoever. So why was he chosen? Why did it happen to him? What was different? Maybe someone out there knows, but it certainly wasn't him. It was Friday night, and Jack was a few ciders into a good weekend. Just enough to feel the buzz, but not enough to make it too hairy a ride back home. 
All his flat mates were out. Hannah was playing her weekly D&D game with her other nerds. Amy was curled up on the mat fast asleep, swaying back home from the pub. Jack was awarded with a brief moment of blissful me-time alone in a flat with nothing but a slightly cold kebab that he had picked up from the place down the road in his gaming laptop. He'd slumped down on the second-hand office chair scored from his old job and was about to take his first bite when the light show started. Shades of red and black danced around his feet, the shards of interspersed black seeming to eat the fluorescent of his bedroom lights unnaturally, like living shadow devouring its prey. Confused and disoriented, Jack examined the source and found a ring of glowing alien glyphs and symbols taken right from a dime store book on the cult surrounding him. The bedroom faded away, the red and black filling his vision. Vertigo struck as the room swayed like a houseboat in a storm. Then, all of a sudden, all was still and Jack was somewhere else. The ritual was a success. Eldertoff bent over double in exhaustion from what he had done, paws on his knees and ears twitching madly. The other mages were huffing from the exertion at the spellcasting as well, but none as great as he who had led the summoning ritual, he who had successfully done the impossible. The glow from the arcane circle faded gradually, revealing to witnesses what lay inside. The sight of the demon made knees buckle. Elder Toff clutched the fur on his chest desperately, suppressing his terror and reminding himself that the demon could not leave the summoned circle. Excitement mixed with a chilling fear as the demon stood to its full height from the crouching position that it had been summoned in. It was huge. It, uh, it must have stood at least as three chillings. The creature had little hair, only a reddish flesh with a huge powerful arms and strange colored garments draped over its magnificent body. Possibly the skins of weak demons it had conquered. In its right hand, something was clutched, something that resembled a severed limb half-eaten. Eldertoff saw the bloody viscera that surrounded the creature's bristled more, even as the demon wiped it off and realized it was eating some lesser creature from the demon's infernal home dimension had clearly been violently dismembered. The ceremony had interrupted it during its feeding. Alder Toff could only hope this did not anger the demon. Who dares summon me? So loud, so magnificent... Several of the lesser warlocks dropped to their knees as the translation magic turned the demon's ancient glutteral voice into the sound their pathetic minds could comprehend. Aldertoff fought to stay on shaking legs as he responded. The demon must not see fear. I, I am Aldertoff of the Dark Bristle Clan. We have summoned the demon by ancient rituals to do our bidding. Your might belongs to us. His subordinates looked to their elder in awe to stand before a demon and show such courage. Inspiring. The demon laughed, the dread of the sound increasing as it raised in volume, a sound deeper than any challenge could possibly emulate. 
It struck a deep chord in the heart of all that heard it, as if the demon could reach into their being and devour their souls with the mere sound of its voice. Then it leaned forward, and from its more ejected a foul torrent of vile liquid. Several chilling screamed in fear. What plague was this demon bringing down upon them? The stench hit the nose of every warlock in the circle at the same time. The horrific smell of consumed flesh of things once alive cooked in flames of hell itself. Even Aldertoff recoiled. The flow of liquid spilled out from the demon's feet and flowed towards the edge of the circle. Then did the terror of every chilling in the room. It overcame the barrier sigils, collapsing the wall of light and freeing the demon. There would have been more screaming and fleeing had everyone not been paralyzed with fear. The demon wiped its maw of the remnants of the dastardly attack and smiled. Regret will be felt tonight, puny creature. It stepped carelessly forward, free of containment. When the light died down to a point where Jack could see again, he had to scramble to keep to his feet. The chair had simply disappeared from under him. Whatever force that had dragged him into this place clearly didn't want his seat coming with him. He examined the new room that he had found himself in and slowly stood. It was an indoor chamber. The ceiling was just high enough for him to stand in with only a slight slouch. The room was well lit and the walls decorated with the pleasant, swirling blue patterns. A staircase at the other end of the room went up, the only exit. He was standing in a glowing circle of glyphs and surrounding him were uh, a uh, good dozen of pudgy knee-high critters that stood on two legs. They were covered in a soft-looking fur that ranged from light brown to pitch black. Big, round eyes stared up at him from trembling faces, the tiny ears that poked above the fur twitching. They all looked like teddy bears mixed with rabbits. They were... They were... Adorable. He wiped the barbecue sauce from his beard, from the kebab he still had clutched in his hand, and took the soul in. Where are you? Where am I? Jack's first sentence came out with the tipsy incoherence of a buzz dude with a quiet Friday night had just been rudely interrupted by a surprise swall into Wonderland. The creature seemed to jump at his words, as if they hadn't been expecting him to speak. They were all vibrating softly, a treble that reminded him of Jack of a cat purring. One of the little guys with the dark fur that must have been some form of leader raised its paws and spoke. His high-pitched, squeaky voice wasn't anything resembling English. But somehow Jack understood the words. My name is Toph from the Dark Boozies clan. We want help. Can, can help us, please? Oh, oh Jesus. Jack swayed on his feet, still unsteady. It was just too freaking cute. He was barely holding himself back from making that annoying squeeze sound that anime girls do. He chuckled to himself as he thought occurred to him, erupting in a guffaw as the creatures vibrated more. Then finally, falling into a full-throated laugh as some of them literally began hopping up and down like little bunnies. Unfortunately, Jack hadn't realized just quite how much on the verge he was. A few glasses of cider weren't enough to make him hurl his dinner. 
The stomach-churning trip had come close, but he held it in. Now, the laughter had pushed him over the edge. Jack haunched over and sent a half the kebab that he had already eaten along with his cider, and probably a few other things half-digested from earlier in the day. The creature stared, squeaking in alarm, sounding a bit like panicking mice. The vomit splattered all over the circle before Jack covered several of the symbols. All of a sudden, the lights died down. Ah, crap! A pang of guilt struck Jack. He ruined their little circle... thing. Wiping his mouth uncomfortably, Jack tried to placate them with a smile as he stepped forward. Sorry about that, little buddy. End of story. And that, my friends, concludes this dose of science fiction fun. I hope that you enjoyed. And if you did, please don't forget to support the author from the link down below. But if you want to support this channel, there are links as well down below for you to help with. But the easiest way would be to share this video. And if you are so inclined, subscribe as well. I will see you all in the next episode, and I hope that you all have a fantastic time until then. Cheers.